Hello and welcome to another episode of Sand Park's podcast. My name is Gia Rankomise. One of Sand Park's mandates is to make our parks accessible to all people, but with particular attention to universal access for people with mobility, sensory, or cognitive disabilities. A team from Sand Park's honorary rangers, Pretoria Region, have in conjunction with Sand Parks run a universal access project for the last five years, where each year they take a group of children with a specific type of disability down to Kruger National Park and give them an extraordinary behind-the-scenes experience which enriches the lives of the children and their hosts but also allow sandparks to learn from the experience and improve our ability to host people with special needs. This special team of rangers have hosted deaf, blind, hard hearing, and physically challenged children in previous years. Listeners may also recall previous podcasts featuring some of these groups, but this year they hosted children with Down syndrome. This provided a completely different experience as this meant working with children with cognitive and communication challenges. But they are such a special group of people. Listeners will hear the warmth and sheer joy that was experienced by all and get an insight into the world of the often overlooked group of people. Right, everybody, we're here in Skikuza once again. Um, it's that time of year when uh, the Pretoria Honorary Rangers uh, enact their annual Universal Access Project where they take a group of uh, learners, children with uh, disabilities, bring them here to Kruger National Park and, um, and give them a sort of behind-the-scenes experience. Very often it's uh, their first ever trip to uh, Kruger National Park and they um, give them a wonderful weekend staying in the hostels at at Skukuza and take them behind the scenes to the game capture boma to the canine dog unit. And yes, I'm here once again with uh, their project leader, Elise Smith. Um, Hello Elise. Hi Chris, nice to be back. Yes. And uh, this year is very exciting. We're not working with a school this year. We're working with an association, the Down Syndrome Association of South Africa. Um, And yeah, what prompted this? How did you make contact with them? What's it all about? Chris, if I can just recap the first four years, this is the fifth year of the project. We we had children uh, from of school for the blind, we had deaf children, we had hard of hearing last year, we had children from New Hope School for physically disabled children and um, for us it's it's always an interesting conversation to decide who we will be taking next and um, one of the team members suggested children with Down syndrome and at that stage we didn't really realize that they're not all from the same school or um, so we approached the association, Down Syndrome Association of Pretoria and Swane, and they immediately bought into this, the concept and the um, opportunity to bring some of their members, as they referred to them, to Skukuza. And um, what a great learning experience for us, very different from the previous ones. 
Yes, I've, I've observed it. I think what I'll do in terms of sort of um, unpacking what Down syndrome is all about and how about I think uh, later on we'll we'll interview um, uh, one of the staff members from the association who's, who's with us here in Kruger uh, as well as two of the parents who've, who've come with their children. But I think the point that you, as you point out that it's not we're not working with a, um, a single recognized uh, school so they're a group of uh, children who didn't know each other before okay, before we we came down yeah. and um, as you pointed out on the, on the first day they were very reserved and, and quiet and part of that is because they've got um, communication problems their cognitive development is not the same as as um, other people and uh, it takes time to just uh, find out um, how to sort of communicate and reach out to them. Um, I find them very uh, tactile, very touchy-feely, um, but great loving children. They, they like to be hugged, they like to be kissed. Um, Absolutely. Now the, the, the big challenge initially was the communication because they, I thought that most of them are not verbal because they, there was very little response from them and you would share something with them and, and you don't know whether they understand what you say mm -hmm. and as time developed over the weekend um, they became more and more responsive as they got to know us and now we're having this long conversations we, we sometimes not 100% sure whether we're on the yeah, same going. page but um, still amazing and as you point out um, lovely 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 kids to work with because they are so so caring and loving and yes they um, do need a lot of, of physical contact and um, and it's also for us to set the boundaries and to make them feel acceptable and cared for and um, I'm really amazed at the way in which they're reaching out to us and how they're enjoying every minute of the, the visit so far. Yes, it's been wonderful. They sort of latch on to you. Sometimes they can become like a shadow. <laughs> uh, it's amazing how uh, the driver of the bus that um, that transported everyone down to the park, uh, I don't think he'd had any previous experience. But one of the little boys has just latched onto him and sort of yeah. sees him as his. He adopted uh, him as his, <laughs> his, <laughs> his side parent. Or, yeah, no, it's, it's beautiful to yeah. see. Um, yeah, and uh, this is the third day that we've been with them. Uh, you'll hear um, in the background that, that the engine is running. We're just driving from Skutuza Camp to the um, game capture Bomas. We're going to take the children uh, behind the scenes to uh, the Bomas where some. Uh, uh, particularly rhinoceros are, are, are kept in holding pens um, and there may be a few other animals there we'll find out when, when we get there and, and one of the staff members who works in uh, veterinary wildlife services is going to come and, and explain to the children uh, what's going on and uh, it's going to be a, a wonderful experience so we've had them for a couple of days um, they've done a lot yesterday they went out to the to the canine unit where the parks sniffer do dogs and tracking dogs are are kept and um, they've been on a few game drives and um, yeah as you, you point out sort of because communication is not as developed as um, other children of similar ages you're never entirely sure if you're you're if they're appreciating things as, as much as you like them to but I, I think they are what, what are your experiences there in terms of how they respond 
um, and react to, to things they see and do? I think they, they retain and understand a lot more than what we initially thought they do. And um, yesterday we, when we came back from the drive, we did the creative activity with them and they each had to choose an animal and they made a little animal from recycled material. And from that you could gather how much they understood and how much they, they did understand. And um, yeah, I think they, they um, although as you say, it's not maybe what we would expect from other kids, but I think the, the whole experience for them is wonderful. And it, it's not about the, the cognitive information, it's about the, the whole experience and creating a love for nature and conservation and install that in them. That's all we're actually looking for. Great. And uh, I hope I'm on the right path now. I'm not uh, a... I think he's taking an interesting detour. <laughs> I think I'll um, get there. And... What was amazing yesterday at the dog unit, when we told the, the organization beforehand that we, that will be one of the uh, visiting points, I said, oh, these, some of these children are very scared of dogs. And I was amazed at how the dogs actually pulled them out. And yeah. how they assisted in grooming the dogs mm -hmm. and interacting with the dogs and just enjoying and the excitement when they demonstrated to us how the tracker dogs are working. Um, the sniffer dogs actually, they showed us how they look for um, dino horn and ammunition in the vehicles. And mm -hmm. the kids' faces were something amazing. Something else. I'm just going to turn around as we speak because I'm yeah, and just about the project in general, you said it's the, the fifth year it's been in operation, but I believe, um, like so many things in South Africa, one of the big problems is getting sponsorship for a, a project of this nature. Um, Tell us a bit about um, some of the costs that are involved and, and why sponsorship is necessary to um, to run a weekend of this, this type. Uh, universal access is unique in the sense that you that it's about partnerships. You need the honorary rangers to get involved. You need commitment from Sandbox. You need commitment from a school or, or an association. And then you need commitment from sponsors to make it possible. Now, we carry all the costs for the weekend. So... We're renting a, a bus to transport the children from Gauteng to, to Skakuza or to the park. Um, we pay for the accommodation in the park. Um, we provide all the food and treats. and So we cannot present a weekend like this without, without sponsorships. And the previous years we found it easier to secure sponsorships, but I think the whole problem with the economy in South Africa and the downturn in the, the economy makes it also more challenging for sponsorships to to be secured and um, it was really a battle this year but I mean we cannot approach an organization or a school with limited resources and offer something like this and expect them to contribute. We want to present this unique experience to the kids and their parents without them having to worry about any they have to contribute so if you um, add the cost of accommodation transport catering 
all that's involved in a weekend like this is um, we're talking about the 40,000 to 45,000 rand experience um, cost for the weekend. What we did find is that we had generous support from people donating in kind. I mean, we received um, treats for the children, the cold rings and um, things like that and the, the, the meat was sponsored and um, the gift packs we're handing out to the children, all of those were given by people, some of our own members, some of our honorary rangers in Pretoria region generously contributed um, in terms of the in-kind donations. But the, the hard cash is, is difficult to and challenging also, every year to secure, but this year was, was really an effort to, to secure it. Right, we're here in the uh, Skikuza Hostel. It's the final night of a wonderful weekend we've had, where we've hosted a group from the Down Syndrome Association of Tswane. And I'm sitting here with Sam Sipeng. He's the father of one of the, the girls who was with us, Danaya. And um, then I've got Elsie McQuena, who actually works for the um, Down Syndrome Association. Introduce yourselves, say hello, and um, tell them how the project got off the ground, a bit about your work with the Down Syndrome Association, and uh, what it's like uh, living with Down Syndrome. Hey, my name is Elsa Mugwena. I'm working for Down Syndrome Association as a coordinator, and I'm also a mom of a child who has Down Syndrome. Her name is Wikanso, she is seven years old. Um. That's okay. What about you, Sam? Sure. My name is Sam Seping, a 58-year-old man. Uh, I've been invited by the Down Syndrome Association in Pretoria to accompany them to the Kruka National Park. I also have a child, Dineo, who's, who's 17 years of age. And it was quite an experience to come to the Kruka National Park because it's it's the first time uh, I took the opportunity after being invited by the association to accompany the children to come and visit the, 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 the and what site. what about you, Elsie? Had you been to Kruger before? No, it's my first time also and I really had fun, I enjoyed, I've learned a lot and I also really appreciate it to have this opportunity to come with the children who are also part of the process. No, that's great. And we've also got Bridget who's here, but she's having her pudding, so I won't introduce her to the to the listeners just yet. She can listen in on what we're saying and when she's finished she can she can have her say. Um, but yeah, I think what's important to convey to the listeners, when you guys were first approached, did you immediately jump at the opportunity or was it something you were a little bit nervous about, thinking that it might be a bridge too far to to get the children to go to the park away from their families and into an unknown environment. No, we were very excited. Me and my team from the office, my manager uh, Elaine and Shanice, we did it. All, we did all the arrangements together to gather all the kids. 
to come to the Puka National Park. Mm -hmm. So we didn't uh, have a problem about gathering them and their parents they were also excited to hear that their kids will have a, an opportunity to come and see Kruka National Park. Yeah. Do you have anything to add to that Sam or? Uh, I still repeat it's, it was quite an experience to come over and accompany the kids that have got this disability challenge. Uh, to be the father figure because they, we were accompanied by four boys who needed special care. You know, something very interesting about these kids, they are very sensitive, they like ownership, they are very possessive, they are very selfish in a way. When they've got their territory, they don't want invaders. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I've noticed they're also very tactile, uh, they respond to touch, they like to um, come up to you and give you hugs and kisses and, and that sort of thing. That's very loving, loving children. Um, and did they have any apprehensions when, when they learned they were coming here or was it just something that was difficult for them to comprehend? And, and Not really. It, it was a question of adjustment, adjusting to the situation and the conditions of, of this, uh, this environment. Because I believe this is a new, a, new environment for, a new environment for them and a new experience. So it was, they had to go with the days. You know, first thing, they, they, they're not... Uh, Familiar to familiar to the to the environment and uh, the type of, uh, of of exposure that they got into was the first time I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let's maybe backtrack a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of the listeners might not know much about what Down syndrome entails and and that sort of thing. I think um, if one of you could you know just explain what Down syndrome is all about and, and what impact it has on families who have a Down syndrome child in their midst. Okay, Down syndrome is a, a genetic disorder that is come from uh, the, 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 the chromosomes that come from the genes and sometimes for, for you to have a child who has Down syndrome it caused by one extra chromosome. So, okay, it is caused by one extra chromosome, and the children who has Down syndrome, they are like any other kids, but their condition is not the same as the other kids. Cause things that they do, they are doing it slowly by where a child was uh, the other child who are we are calling them typical kids they start uh, sitting at five months they can start from nine months upwards even when they start to walk they start a bit later but some they just do it on time and even at school, they can also attend a mainstream school mm -hmm. with the help of the therapist, the help of the family members, and uh, early intervening. And they just grow like any other kids. So um, what I'm hearing from you is that 
teamwork is, is yes, critically important yes, and, yes. and you guys also and part of the reason you're associated with, with a, an association is to give a support structure yes. and, and shared experience to some people in a similar situation. Yes. Um, and you can't just uh, give your support, uh, uh, support to your child or else you don't know what is your con uh, uh, condition of your child. So we firstly explain to the parents how did they get the children who has Down syndrome and how did it happen and we start by the, telling them from the beginning when they start to conceive by the genes and the chromosomes and we take it from there mm -hmm. till they are older. Yes. Yeah. So, and then let me ask another question to all of you is um, a weekend of this nature, um, what impact does it have on the children? Is it something that is going to be life changing for them? Is it, um, I believe so because uh, this, as I said, it's, it's a first, first experience. They've been seeing these animals on TV, mm -hmm. but now they're seeing this in real. It's not something that is uh, programmed like artificial. That is very dear. And uh, they've got the memory of not forgetting. They've got a very strong memory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from time to time they'll remind, they'll remind you that, did you remember I saw the, the elephant, I saw the buffalo? I saw the giraffe, because from time to time they speak of the animals that they see on TV. Because I'm one of the people that watches this National Geographic program mm -hmm. on, on, on this TV. So, you know, it's one of the people that likes animals. Mm -hmm. She'll speak of the animals, she's not going to forget about the animals. When I switch on the TV, she's going to say, Daddy, ah, she calls she call me Pa. Pa, that's the giraffe, that's the, the, the elephant, that's, you know, the memory, the memory. They've got a very good memory. And I think they've been incredibly blessed because uh, some of the sightings that you guys have had on your, your travels have been exceptional. We've had two quality leopard sightings and many people come to the park several times uh, before they see their first le uh, leopard. Uh, we were caught up in a breeding herd of elephants that crossed the road on both sides, little babies, mothers. Uh, teenagers who were fighting with each other, just like like kids do. That was very, very special. And so no, hopefully the the memories that they'll have on this weekend will will last a lifetime. Correct. And um, I know that, that when we took you guys behind the scenes to the to the dog tracking unit and and to the the rhino bonus, uh, the staff there who interacted also at the rhino museum at Birkendale. Um, I think they were deeply moved by by um, the presence of the group, and uh, I think the experience will stay with them too. Sure. No, that's fantastic. What about you, Bridget? You finished your pudding now, I see. Um, also, mother of a, uh, a Down syndrome child, and uh, yeah, is there anything you'd like to share to share with listeners in terms of uh, some of the challenges of, um, of coming down to a place like this and and, and living with? child with Down syndrome? Well, I think the, the challenges are like with any other child, it's just, I think, more. It, it, you need a lot of um, patience, patience and, and, and take every day 
one step at a time and um, set your expectations high rather than low because you never know what what comes out of this trial, how they succeed and uh, because I think um, we, we, we um, get told, you know, when, when they tell you about the condition that your baby has dancing from day, you are told something um, completely wrong because they they see that these are doctors and they only see it from the outside and then they tell you um, what they are not able to do rather than what they are, can do and will be able to do and um, so I think I've, I've learned a lot in these 13 years and I, I used to be a perfectionist and now I'm not anymore because I, it doesn't help you to be perfect and nobody is perfect, not even us. Yes. And I think it opened my eyes to, you know, to, to di how diverse we all are, the whole world. And but what I've noticed... To me, it's, it's, it's been a good experience. What I've noticed about watching children, and you might each be a parent to, a, to an individual child, but children are very trusting and accepting of I do think it, it uh, I've learned new children and I'm I'm very grateful for it. Now I know um, a few more yes. of the association and I, um, I I'm I'm grateful for that and um, I think it's a great community that we are. Yeah. And that's just to sort of bring it back to, to Sand Parks and specifically to Puglia. Is there anything that you feel the park could do differently um, in terms of, of catering for, for groups of this nature? Or, um, or do you think it sort of the, the weekend has met your experiences and uh, there's nothing you, you can recommend? Yes, firstly, I would like to uh, thank the ordinary rangers team uh, from day one we met them we were so warm welcome into their arms and even the driver he was so cooperative because he always give each and everyone in the take in the transport a chance and when we reach here we were also well well warm welcome Yes, and the ordinary rangers team, I'm so glad that you gave us a chance to come and experience 
this wonderful and special memories with our kids. They are excited, even their parents, the calls that I receive, they are so positive. They feel like they are also here. They feel their presence is here because every time when they call, there's a lot and lot and lot of smile I can feel and they laugh as well. They want to know more and we just cut the, some, of, uh, some of the conversation. We say, we'll tell you when we reach home. So they are looking forward to share the stories with us and we thank you so much. Thank you so much. Please don't do it for only Down Syndrome Association. There are still kids out there who also want to experience the same thing that we experience. We thank you so much. And now I know that we are also family of ordinary <laughs> ranger. Yes. Thank you. I must also thank the hospitality, the friendliness, the welcome, the introduction, all the arrangements, especially the honorary arrangements led by the facilitator, Elise, now they've been very good. Uh, coming to the catering issue, I think the catering was wonderful. Uh, we cannot ask for more. And the traveling, because you look at the expenditure, the expenditure side of the soul matter. It should be very expensive for one to come to the Kruger, mm. to be catered for, mm. to be traveling around, to be informed about all the, the setup of this whole conserva conservative area. And the accommodation as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it goes with the expenditure. And, and thank you very much, Chris, for the information that you've been giving us. You know, that is an education that you don't get free. So we feel this was a blessing. Yes. I'm more informed now and I'm, I'm becoming more interested. I want to know. The more I know a little bit, I want to know more. You know, <laughs> awareness is key to, to knowledge and knowledge will be power. Once you, you have everything, which is the knowledge, then, 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 then you are very powerful. Now, thanks everybody. Thanks everybody. Thanks. But from deep of my heart, I feel, I feel honored. Yes, we really, really appreciate hosting you here and as you both pointed out the Henri Rangers of uh, the Pretoria region have been uh, integral to this whole experience and uh, we thank them uh, profusely from the bottom of our hearts.